Broadcom is a company that makes semiconductor products as well as software infrastructure. Now, what does that mean? That means it's all about connectivity, making sure that you and I can access the internet through our devices like our computer, our phone, our tablets, our data centers. All of those things need technology to be able to move data back and forth, and that's what Broadcom's focus is. Welcome to Stock Stories, the show where we're decoding the business behind the stock. We're studying every single company in the S&P 500, so thank you for joining me on this journey. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your stock storyteller. Thank you for joining me. In this video, we'll be going through the history, the business model, and the financials of Broadcom. And then at the end, I'll also discuss the recent VMware acquisition a little bit and whether I think the stock is a buy or not. Now, this company's history is messy and it's complicated, but the oldest parts of Broadcom originate in 1961 as part of the semiconductor division with Hewlett Packard, or HP. It went private, it went public again, eventually became a company called Avago Technologies. That's where you get that ticker symbol from, AVGO, and later it morphed into the modern Broadcom. But the more interesting part of the story actually originates with another branch of the company's history, and it started with a company called Broadcom Corporation. Now, Broadcom Corporation was started in 1991 by two professors at the University of California in LA, or UCLA. Now, these guys were bona fide geniuses, and they had a deep level of expertise into creating very fast integrated circuits. Initially, they applied their technology to creating products for military applications, but they realized that it would have further implications if they could sell to commercial customers, for example, for cable television. Now, if you're getting value out of this episode, I'd appreciate it if you take one second and just tap that like button. Thank you so much. Now, in 1993, the company Time Warner was rolling out this experimental cable system, and they were doing it in Orlando, Florida. And this became Broadcom's big break. Their technology is what helped take the signal from the cable provider, then break it down or demodulate it, and then help display it in a way that could be viewed on a TV. Now, in the 1990s, cable television was exploding throughout the country. It was rolling out everywhere. And this specialized technology that Broadcom was able to develop got sold in all these cable boxes as they were being sold by other companies. But it wasn't just cable television that Broadcom was into. They were helping in general with building out the infrastructure of the internet itself. They actually helped develop DSL or a digital subscriber line technology, which basically was that step up from modem level internet. Remember modem level internet with the... All right, you may not remember it if you're too young. But anyway, it was a big step up from that. Now by 2016... It ended up merging with Avago, the company we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and the company turned from Broadcom Corporation to Broadcom Incorporated. Let's think now about why this company exists today. What is the business model now and why should we care? Well, this is a business that creates electronic components for enabling connectivity with the internet. It's all about connectivity. Think about everything from your Wi-Fi router to the Bluetooth or Wi-Fi capabilities in your smartphone to the capabilities of data centers who use data that you and I use on a daily basis. We just never see the data centers, 
but Broadcom makes the devices and technologies that power all of these things. About three quarters of the revenue comes from their traditional wheelhouse, which is semiconductor products, whereas 25% comes from infrastructure software. So think about things like software for security solutions. Now, even though regular people like you and I probably use their products every day, we're not out there buying from Broadcom directly. Broadcom's main customer base are large scale businesses. So companies like companies in the tech industry, banks, insurance companies, those are their main customers. Now, one thing that is common to brag about in the technology sector is your intellectual property. How much intellectual property do you have? And a way that companies express this sense of dominance is through their patent portfolio. Patents are just the legal right to make some kind of device or some kind of product that is exclusive to you. And so no other companies can make it exactly the way that you do it. It's a legal protection. Now, Broadcom has over 19,000 patents in its portfolio, which is really impressive. And frankly, it's not that surprising considering this is a company that was founded by two PhDs at UCLA. Now, what I'm curious about is not so much the number of patents the company has, but how forward thinking is their engineering department in general? Because you can have a lot of patents and that's great, but when those patents expire, like you're gonna need some new innovation. And that's kind of like the blessing and the curse of technology companies. You get this huge amount of scale because of innovation, but you're never really done. You have to keep pushing the envelope faster and faster because the pace of change is so fast within this industry. Now, speaking of change, this company does have a lot of competitors. They compete directly with AMD, NVIDIA, Intel, and many others. Okay, let's talk about financials for a moment. Looking at the revenue generation of this business and the profit generation, the results generally look good. The company is able to increase revenue at a decent pace and they're able to increase their profits at a decent pace, although their net income fluctuates a lot. I'm sure that's some kind of accounting quirks that's doing that. But the more important thing is that their cash from operations is consistently growing. So the company is actually able to produce cash and it's becoming a more mature business over time as it's grown so much over the past couple of decades in particular. One thing that's important from a shareholder's perspective is their dividend growth. Their dividend growth is amazing. It is incredible looking at their dividend growth over time. Their dividends per share have about tripled over the past few years. And so the company is very intent on turning a lot of cash back to shareholders in this way. I think that's very exciting if you're a dividend-focused investor because that growth of the dividend is going to give you a lot of income. One thing that's important to note that I don't think a lot of other investors talk about regarding dividend growth is that it's not just about the growth of the dividend itself. I mean, that's really nice. But I think for me as a prospective shareholder, what I'm more so excited about is that this dividend growth is generally an indicator of company financial health, broad company financial health. So if a company's management is willing to accelerate their dividend at a fast pace, Sometimes the financials underlying that are not so good, but usually it's not that. Usually it's a signal that profitability is increasing very well. And not only that, but in the future, management expects to be much more profitable in the future. That's why they're willing to keep raising that dividend because they feel that it can be supported long term. 
Now, just recently in May of 2022, Broadcom announced that they were going to acquire VMware in a $60 billion transaction of cash and stock. Now, what is VMware? VMware is an enterprise software company. Now, if you recall, 25% of Broadcom's revenue is in this segment. So by acquiring this company, they're basically tripling their revenue in that space. And this is interesting because it'll make for more of a balanced Broadcom half of the revenue will be split in the semiconductor segment and the other half will be split in this enterprise software segment. Now this could be a good thing because VMware is known for creating software that enables this virtualization, which is that you can have one server and be running multiple applications from it. And so that's pretty popular. Uh, the growth in that segment is expected to not grow that fast from the sources that I saw, but it would be very good for Broadcom because they would basically be diversifying their business in a really big way. Now the stock is trading right now at around 28 times earnings, a little bit high, but not too scary, especially compared to a lot of other companies in this sector. And also they have a dividend yield close to 3%. And like I mentioned, that dividend is growing very fast. So if you want income from your, your investments, this could be a good option. And it could be a good mix between income and capital gains because Broadcom is still a growing business, very much so. And their main growth mechanism is through acquisitions. And they've been able to do that successfully over many years. So that's a good sign. So if you're interested in a technology company that's growing but still has some kind of income coming in, Broadcom could be a good option. Now, if you're interested in other types of companies that are more focused on growth, go ahead and check out these videos right here. They're companies within the space that I've already covered on the show that have a similar type of focus, but a different capital allocation strategy. So that's something that you can take a look at. But with Broadcom, they seem like they really know what they're doing when it comes to innovating in this connectivity space. And so I would look for more innovations in the future from them. But that's what I got today. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next one.